Well, welcome to another edition of the Bones of Advertising. I'm still Craig McLeod and you are? I am in awe today ah. and I am particularly in awe of you, my friend. Holy I'm shit. I am in awe of you because you became painfully aware to me this week, this very week, that I know absolutely nothing about calm, patient, smooth approaches to work. I tend to just unravel like a, like, like you know those balls of wool that you see cats playing with that your grandmother chases around the room going, bring it back a bloody wall. Oh, she's knitting, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, I unraveled a bit like that this week. But um, uh, uh, every time I see you, I, um, I notice that you are just particularly... You have a calmness about you, my sons, and I want to know your secret. I want to know what you're drinking. Wow. Well, today I'm drinking an oat milk latte. That's <laughs> Menu log. Yeah, sorry. Oh, yeah. Menu log. Did somebody say KFC? Did somebody say JD? Well, that's a really interesting question to pose, JD. I do try and keep a pretty calm demeanour. I'm, um, I'm someone that can kind of manage and, uh, and moderate myself not being influenced by external things too readily like definitely things affect me I think the tenure has a lot to do with it as well I think having seen a lot of things and realizing some of the things that in my early days that might have riled or razzled me enormously don't really matter in the long-term scheme of it all you know if we're talking about one specific thing but I also think it comes back to a really clear understanding of two things. One, I'll take notes. <laughs> number one is being prepared, knowing. So before the situation becomes a shit fight, be prepared earlier in the process to ensure it doesn't get to that point of being, and you can't always manage that. Sometimes things just erupt. All of a yeah. sudden they just erupt. And the other is having a really good understanding that every creative output in some sense has a business need associated with it yep and whatever we're doing creatively is about helping a business achieve a business a, a business result or a business outcome so if we're designing an ad it's to get more downloads to Deliveroo's app or it's to get more sales of yeah um, you know product that someone's got in Bunnings it, it's got a business outcome and I think on top of that it's also a business outcome for us advertising is extremely creative. There's lots of creative components to it, but there's not a whole bunch that really understand the business side of, of that as well and can manage that business side. Yeah, certainly in, uh, in smaller agencies. I, I, but, I, you know, I, I think you're underselling yourself a little. I Stop. I sometimes see you, I do, I sometimes see you and I'm reminded of that buddy, see, this is the cat in the hat, you know, Look at me, look at me now, said the cat with a cup on my hat and a top of my hat. I can hold up two hooks and a fish on a dish and a <laughs> just, I mean, oh, look at me, I'm fucking juggling. Oh. Yeah, I think I think you kind of look you I bless you and uh, and but I do think you're very, very good at that juggle. You're very capable in that as well, because you know, you're a very big mind with a bunch of creativity that underpins all of that and this strategy stuff. So I do think you 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 may be underselling yourself, my boy. But yeah, look, it is a juggle sometimes, isn't it? It is. It's incredible. It's incredible. Like the that whole that whole piece about how you like the client will be very clear. Very clear. Yes. <laughs> like, I want this, I want this, 
I want it in blue. I want the type to be this big. I want my name all over the ad. Yeah. And you go back to the credit department and they go, does it have to be blue? How big was that? Leave it with us. We'll come back. And they come back with a postage stamp with a map of Mauritius on us. That's so true. Yeah, yeah. And you have to go and say, I know you wanted, you know, a big outdoor poster with with your name emblazoned on a type this big and, you know, a picture of a smiling pussycat and you've got it all in blue. Smiling Have you considered the benefits of a brown pussycat? With a picture of Mauritius on it. Yeah. Well, how will that help me sell pussycats? Oh, I don't think they thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely want to cut that one off before you get the question of how it's going to sell pussycats, that's for sure. But you're right, sometimes you do get the brief and, and the brief has all of these specific mandatories. And I think, you know, one of my favourite things you refer to often is the patience of saints. You've got to be got to be patient when the brief comes through and it might have come through with, with a bunch of things in it that the client's really mandating and are really important. But if you can get to a point where you can say, let's have a, a strong narrative and a conversation with them up front and talk about the specifics of why they want what they want. And if they're still really driven for it, I'm big on talking to the guys and in our, in our team about give them what they want yeah. and then show them what we think will work as well. Yeah. So yes, it's more yeah. work. And sometimes there's no capacity for that. You know, if things, if things are just really quick or, or they need to be done very, very, but if we can do that, <laughs> if we can do that often, and I refer, this is where I, I bring in the big guns of JD's strategy and strategic thinking. We think this idea will impact your best prospect better than the one that you're proposing. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, I can see what you've asked us to do in reference to the brief. And I really like where you've gone with it. Or sometimes it ends up as a hybrid JD, but you've just got to keep that calm rather than looking at the brief going, oh my God, what the hell are they wanting? Chickens with cat faces, postage stamp sizes of Mauritius. What? What? You just got to keep it. Looking for Australia. For some reason. <laughs> yes, mate. That's uh, that's very very important. But I do, I do see you very very patient with um, with the, the generation that's uh, that's coming after us. I think you're very very good at imparting knowledge. That's probably the thing I see most in you that I would reference back to that patience of a saint. There's lots in you, and sometimes people don't take the time to really go beyond just scratching the surface and see the gregarious fun fella but if they do gosh they're in for a surprise a wealth of knowledge over a very long tenure in an industry let's say decades let's let's decades decades. it doesn't really lend itself to long tenures in 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 this space because people can get cooked and burn out so i do think that once they do scratch below the surface there's this wealth of knowledge that's been able to be shared but sometimes that can be difficult as well because we'll get people that'll come into the business or come into an agency, not particularly ours, come into the industry and they're, they're predisposed with this ideal that, you know, they've got all of the answers already and sometimes they've got a lot to contribute but there's a very big difference between knowing which way to go and being a part of the process and learning how to get there, that's for sure. Yeah, indeed, indeed, indeed. Thank you very much for that um, that little uh, oh, I can walk into my days. It's a little bit of pump air in my tyres. True, bud. I love it. I, 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 just, I thoroughly enjoy picking your brain because it goes from here to there. I mean, strategy all the way out to, you know, to, to creative, you know, big ideas, headlines, copy lines, call to actions. J.D., what do you think? Oh, yeah, I think that's good, but, you know, and I love that. I, uh, I just have a firm belief that everyone's entitled to my opinion. Um, LAUGHTER <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm going to use that. Thank you very much. You can. I'll let them. I'm going to give it to you today. Um, no, I think there is. I think there is a. I think you have to go in to any situation with a with a sense of humility. And whether you're whether you're dealing whether you're a, a marketing manager dealing with a sales guy or a or a or an operations person or a finance guy deeper inside a, a, a FMCG business, yep. or whether you're an account director, account manager trying to balance the needs of. Um, uh, uh, the the client and the what you know the little postage stamp producing creatives are going to want, yeah. Or whether you're a creative person who's actually looking to do something remarkable, I think you have to go in with an incredible amount of humility. And I think the best people in advertising and marketing have a sense of I know nothing. They go into things with this sense of I can learn something today, I can discover something today, and I can use that discovery to actually sell more of this. Because as as philosophical as that may sound, at the end of the day, we're all we're all paid up members of, of a very large army that dances to the tune of "How much money did we make today?" Do da, you know? Like, oh, I could, there's a song in that. My God! Just, yeah, I mean, it, you're right. It is. It, it 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 comes down to the mechanics of, of what a business needs to to move forward and to be yeah. successful. Yeah, you're it, right. I think it's really important to have a group of people that are all on the same page. If you have a rogue, <laughs> may have been a rogue a couple of times in. My whole uh, career, my boy. But if you have a rogue, it can wreck stuff really, really quickly. But yeah. when you're in a position where you're empowering people, providing them an opportunity to speak, particularly the younger creatives and the younger account service people, you put them in a position where they feel empowered and you never know where a crazy or a great or a brilliant idea might pop up from. But if you're just rogue and no, no, me, me, me. And some of the old school ad guys were very much this. It was my way or the highway. You know, we're doing it this way. Yeah. But I think there's so much to be said and definitely in my latter years I've learned the power of bringing the entire group on this cultural connected joined journey together where we really are close and when I say that if someone said KFC no if someone said menu log no if someone (laughs) said we'll cut both of those out if someone said I've got an idea and it's different to what yours is the first thing I do is great tell me about it I cannot wait to hear what that is and tell me how it's going to work and why you think it's going to be great and all of a sudden these people whether that idea goes up or not just feel this voice and this passion but it comes back to the point we were talking about about being patient and somewhat saintly absolutely and you and you and you always it's that it's that ability to listen even when they come to you for the fifth time and it's like look i've had this idea i've had this idea i know we had the brown postage stamp before and i know that we want to sell cats and i understand that so i've had this other idea it's a blue postage stamp <laughs> and you and you very calmly you just look at them and you you know you remember the immortal words of uh of no, me um yeah. of Johnny John Douglas. <laughs> I think I think um uh, I think it's important for creative people or anyone who's coming up with a communications idea to remember that there are it's this balance between a responsible a commercial outcome and something that people have never seen before and will therefore pay attention to and will therefore hopefully fall in love with. And I think the important thing to remember is while it is a grown-up game and while it is very much a game for adults because it is business, someone has to be the child in the room. There always has to be a sense of play in what. And so um, on that note, I'm going to uh, leave you with the immortal words of uh, Dr. Seuss, if I may. I love Dr. Seuss. You know I I love it. Okay. He's the who, my absolute favourite. Oh, I love that. I do love that. I love that. I love um, uh, I love green eggs and ham. Green, green eggs and, egg and ham, 
absolute ripper yeah. as well. And um, the turtle. Yeah, Hurdle the turtle was king of the pond. Um, uh, and that one about uh, uh, congratulations, today is your day. You're off to great places. You're off and away. See, Dr. Seuss was just like he made, or well, his estate made, significant amounts of money. Yes. Talking to children but allowing adults to see the joy in in what he was doing. So it was a... Although it looked like it was for kids, adults still get an incredible amount of joy from it, and that's what that's what he was doing. He was bringing joy. He wasn't trying to tell stories necessarily. Yeah, and I think that same analogy rings true for Pixar. My thinking about yeah. John Lasseter and uh, and when Steve Jobs bought it, and that whole theory behind we're making a children's movie, but it's got to resonate with adults. I mean, I think that was extraordinary that process and how they've been able to do that. I mean, you and I could watch Finding Nemo with my 10-year-old and yep. be just as yep. enamoured by the narrative, the, the whole show, the presentation, the characters, the storyline, because there's components in there that are above a child that are uh, that are actually aimed at the adults. Very, very clever. And I think they are the modern, you know, like from Disney and obviously now Disney owns them, but the, the entire process from Dr. Seuss's early sort of narrative and his lyricist, he, he was a lyricist. I mean, his words were spectacular. Brilliant. But sort of Brilliant. picking up again, oh, just beautiful. I, I love that. Um, I love love that idea that um, advertising should be more like Pixar, like that sense of here's something that Here's a song, here's an ad and the jingle is and people will sing it in pubs because it's catchy and it's work, you know, and it's and it's not trying to be pretentious and it's not trying to be the smartest kid on the block. It's just, you know, you know, what's that? Um, uh, you ought to be. Exactly. Like everyone's all that, like from 1960s that I'm going to go KFC again, but it was like Hugo said, you go. And I said, no, you go. And soon he was back with a pack and then dad hit the track, you know. Like it's stuff that people just sing and they tap along to, but there is a, a deeper commercial moment in there that make people connect fun with business. And I think we're lacking with that at the moment. I think we're all a bit up ourselves. There you go. And so to leave you, I'm going to look at me, look at me, look at me now. It is fun to have fun, but you have to know how I can hold up a cup and a milk and a cake. I can hold up these books and I can hold up a rake. I can hold a toy ship and a little toy man and look pale. I can hold a red fan. And that, I think, is the lesson for today. Well, that is another edition of the Bones of Advertising. Perhaps somewhat of a roller coaster today, JD, but you know what? <laughs> Nonetheless, it is early. We have jumped on early and hit the microphones but you know what that's another edition i look forward don't go changing i'll see you next week i will not go changing thank you